0: Welcome to Like a Bardess with me, Rebecca Bardess. You can find out more about me if you go to rebeccabardess.com. Today, I'm going to be talking to you about whether or not you should be TikTok famous. And you might wonder what, what qualifies me to advise you on this. And that's fair enough. I have like 280 followers on TikTok. Clearly, I'm not in a position to tell you from my personal experience how to blow up on TikTok, but there's a reason for that. I've been studiously avoiding fame on that platform for four months, five months, so that I could get influential on that platform. So you don't know who I am there, but I am coaching TikTok famous people there who I didn't know before I was on the platform. Um... It's really important to be aware of what your strategy is, what your vision is, and what your tactics are going to be when you want to accomplish anything in life. Don't just go into things blindly and copy everybody else. When other people zig, you don't want to be zigging as well. When other people zig, you need to zag. And that's what I do. And... To give you um, an indication of how that works out, (laughs) I'm the kind of person who, when a celebrity goes missing or suddenly there's there's a kind of news blackout and nobody knows what's going on with someone and it's front page news, and nobody knows where they are and nobody knows what's going on, I'm the one getting direct messages from that person. I'm tons of famous people's ordinary friend. I'm okay with that. I don't need to be the one dealing with the fame. So I can tell you what fame looks like from the other side, being the confidant of many famous people in many different niches. So both in show business, Business, the writing industry, all kinds of creative industries. So, um, yeah, I can tell you what it looks like on the other side. So, that is what I'm going to be talking about today. First of all, why people want fame, what's actually behind that. Secondly, what the glamour is versus what the reality is. You don't have the full picture. Nobody's giving you the full picture because if they did, they could. It could affect their ability to manipulate you. And they need you to be nice and easy to manipulate, particularly on TikTok. Third, the difference between fame and reach and influence. And fourth, how to get those needs that I mentioned in the first point, what's actually behind why people want fame, how to get those needs met without just relying on fame. Notice the standard get your ducks in a row advice doesn't apply when you're trying to get your flying unicorns into formation? Me too. And that is why I have created this podcast where I am interviewing exceptional people and also sharing with you things that I've learned from exceptional people about how to live not just great lives, but Kind of weird, eccentric, idiosyncratic, authentic lives. So if you're the kind of person who's not really a kind of copy and paste, just be the same as everyone else type of individual, then this is the podcast for you. And just please make sure that you share it, leave me messages, interact with it so I can get the best people on here to help you and inspire you to be the best you that you can be. point one why people want fame I have other podcasts that can help you with some of this so if any of this rings true for you just listen through my other podcasts and you could find some really insightful advice for you that's just perfect for you but there are various reasons why people want fame the main one is that people want and need to feel loved but but the kind of little collection of things that that usually come up for why people want fame is they want to be loved they want to be rich they want to be envied and they want to be lazy essentially so they don't want to be schlepping away at a job nine-to-five they want to be able to just look great and have a wonderful lifestyle and just have tons of money and be universally adored that's basically the dream that fame shows you um and to kind of that sense of being special being different being part of an exclusive little club that hardly anybody gets into all of those things are highly correlated with narcissism (laughs) So, if you are obsessed with being famous, that's that's called having an extrinsic or external locus of power and identity, which sounds a little bit kind of um, complicated. But all it means is that you're putting your value on things outside yourself rather than inside yourself. You want an intrinsic locus of identity and intrinsic intrinsic drives everybody has certain extrinsic drives because we're pack animals so it matters to us what other people think about us but you don't want to be completely driven by those things that first one being loved that is such a fundamental human need that if a baby is not loved It will usually die this is why if you feel like you had such a bad start in life that nobody has ever loved you you need to understand that somebody did someone did you may not even know who it was it could have been a nurse it could have been a doctor it could have been some random family friend somebody was seeing you on a regular basis and loved you or you probably wouldn't be here right now because according to psychology today let me just actually quote them so I don't just give you random stuff. Babies who are not held, nuzzled and, and hugged enough can stop growing. And if the situation lasts long enough, they can even die. Lack of physical affection can actually kill babies. So if you listen to this right now as an adult and you're no longer a baby, which I think is probably the truth, then whether you know it or not, someone at some point loved you because otherwise you would not be here. So we've all been loved. It's just that we're little love sponges and we need lots of it. And a lot of us don't make it through our childhoods completely unscathed. And there is some kind of a gap that isn't filled. Um, For those of us who are more balanced, the way I look at it is there's a kind of that of unconditional love inside you and if you're having a bit of a bad bit of a bad day you can go off and you can kind of tap into this and you can get what you need out of that vat it's it's a sort of uh it's like a a petrol tank like a gas tank and it's excuse me it's full of this uh, this kind of energy that is unconditional love. So assume it's actually like something good <laughs> that's not gonna damage the environment. Um, it's that. So there's a kind of a fluid in there that gets I'm overcomplicating this, but there's some kind of substance in there that gets charged up and you have this sort of solar panel on the top of your head, and you're constantly receiving this unconditional love and it fills this up. So if it ever gets out of uh if it ever starts to run out a bit, you just meditate or you talk to someone spend some time with someone and you remember this feeling of love fills back up again everything's great but it's not this ridiculously high octane fuel it it's wonderful and it's nourishing and it's great but it's not super super exciting if you weren't able to construct that system when you were very small for whatever reason, like abuse or neglect, generally, um, you can end up higher up the narcissism spectrum. And that tank is full of, is something that you fill with high octane fuel, like jet fuel. But that stuff runs out really, really, really quick. So, what that fuel is called is narcissistic supply. And fame is the ultimate narcissistic supply. So, most famous people who've literally just, I want to be famous, I want to be rich, I want to be famous, um, those people, most of them are narcissists, vast majority of them are narcissists, because that drive to have to have just thousands of people, millions of people knowing your name and, and applauding you and all of that stuff, that's coming from a place of very deep emptiness internally. And then the, the applause... All of that stuff, all the Lady Gaga stuff, that that fills that gap, that is the narcissistic supply that makes you feel then human again for a bit. It's like a, you know, it's like a drug. And then you feel great and you feel on top of the world and then it runs out really quick and you need to do something else. To, and, and the fame is, it is like a drug and if unless you continually get more and more and more and more famous, it can cause some psychological issues and unfortunately the deal with fame is depending on what you become famous for there's usually a point where you become less famous and if you don't have your internal stuff sorted that that's when things get really bad it's not coincidental that a lot of very famous talented people die in their 20s Um, And I'm worried for a lot of people on TikTok who are getting TikTok famous before they've even finished, you know, their brains haven't even finished growing yet. Um, That it's just, it's too, it's incredibly stressful and it doesn't actually fulfill what they're looking for. So um, yeah, that wanting to be loved thing, you can feel loved because of fame what you're actually feeling is attention. What you're actually feeling is narcissistic supply. It's not real love. It's a rush. um, But it's not, you know, I've been on stage in front of thousands of people singing with them going, oh, my God, yeah. And it's, it's, uh, I'm not going to lie. I mean, it's fun, but it doesn't last. Um, That you can't live on that. So that's the first thing. Rich. Yeah, you can be rich. You can be rich if you're famous. You can also be poor. There are tons of particularly TikTok famous people who are broke. Um, Instagram famous people who are broke. They put all their money into making things look a certain way. They've got loans, they've got credit cards, they've got whatever, so that they can build a lifestyle brand on Instagram. But they they don't they didn't know how to monetize it effectively. So even if they're kind of getting a bit of money for wearing sunglasses or whatever, it's it's piss all really compared to the amount that they're putting out there in building this image. And then they don't understand how to monetize on the back end. You really learn about marketing before you start going for fame. Because yeah, sure, be famous, but know how to then monetize that. Know how to then um turn that into something that you can spend which I will help you with later so you want to be rich yeah you can um you can get picked up by a management team who market you in a particular way and you become a commodity you become a brand you lose all freedom um You make them a lot of money, and in the process you make yourself a lot of money, but it's never as much as you make them. So you're basically just a product. You date whoever they tell you to date. You do whatever they tell you to do, even if you feel bad about it. And you take a percentage, and they take the rest. So you make a lot of people very rich, and you become somewhat rich in the process. And, you know, that's nice. But if you really want to be rich... You have to have a strategy for that. You have to have a vision for it, then a strategy, then tactics. So you have to know, okay, well, when I get to this point in the kind of fame game, what's my strategy when this management team starts to remove my freedom of expression? What's my strategy when this agent starts to remove uh, my ability to date the person I actually love? That kind of thing. Like, How am I gonna deal with that stuff? You've got to know that ahead of time. And then if if I stand my ground and they chuck me, they dump me, my um, agent or manager or whatever, what's my plan at that point? Leaving aside any kind of legal battle, what's my plan to monetize myself, to be what I call an indiepreneur, so an independent entrepreneur who is in control of your own destiny, which I personally think is a freaking epic thing to be you need to have that in place before you get famous it's not good enough to kind of go right i'm famous now what you really need to think strategically up front most people think tactically so the difference between the two is strategy is the big picture it's what do you want to accomplish thinking of the end in you know keeping the end in mind starting with the end in mind what is it that what's the end that you want to accomplish, and then what's the map to to reach that? What's the most logical path to reach that, and what's what are the implications of that on your life, and how do you make that look the way that you want it to look? And then the tactics are the steps that you take to get there. So, shaking your bits to the hits or whatever it is that you do, <laughs> those are tactics. What most people do is they just do the tactics. So they'll look at what Charlie's doing and copy her. Well, all you're doing then is being a third-rate version of somebody who's being themselves. You don't want to do that. Zig when everyone else zags. You need to differentiate. You need a strategy. Because otherwise, you end up just being this shell of a person who's being pulled and pushed around by people who don't care about you for profits and you're making some money but not much and then eventually you get ditched because you're not the flavor of the month anymore and that completely destroys people so love wealth envy big driver for a lot of people is i was bullied at school so i want to be rich and beautiful famous so that i can rub their faces in it that's not coming from a good place, is it really? It's Do, do you want victory or do you want peace? I mean, if you really want victory, success is a, a great victory. It is a great victory. And, you know, do you? If that motivates you, that's fine. But if that's your only motivation, you're going to make the wrong decisions. Because your decisions will always be based on trying to prove something to someone else rather than trying to follow your own heart. So don't be too driven by revenge. Sure, use it if it helps, but don't be too driven by it. What you really want to do is something called self-actualizing. So you need to become who you're meant to be. That's a big thing. That's the whole purpose of why we're on this planet. And if you're too busy trying to prove something to someone else or get other people to envy you, you miss that point. The other thing is being lazy. Human beings are fundamentally lazy creatures. (laughs) We are. Um, There are many ways to make money and be well known to the people that matter to you. Um, And to have um, influence and so forth without being famous as such. Um, you, You can do all those things, and you can make money, and you can do it in a way that is, it does not take a lot of effort day to day. But at some point, you have to put some work in. So my strategy that, that I use, and that I encourage people to use, that works also very well for anyone with any kind of chronic health disorders, or if you are um, trying to juggle college and trying to be well known online or whatever it works really well so what you basically want to do is set aside chunks of time where you do intense amounts of work and then that allows you to be lazy the rest of the time and I will give you some ideas of the kinds of things you can do later that will help you to um To reach that point where you've got money coming in without you having to do a hell of a lot of work. Somewhere along the line, you do some work, but it doesn't have to be every day. Point two the glamour versus the reality. I'm not going to lie to you and say there's no glamour, because there is. Um, I have been to plenty of red carpet events. I've been to lots of parties where there have been um, celebrities, royals, all kinds of people. And, well, when I say all kinds of people, I mean all kinds of famous people, and it's pretty freaking glamorous, honestly. And some of them have been just pure glamour, just elegant and glamorous and magical and mystical. And some of them have been, hmm, I maybe, maybe we'll write a novel one day. <laughs> Names will be changed to protect the uh, somewhat no longer innocent, I guess. Um, but yeah, it's some some of those parties get raucous. Um nothing kind of horrific or anything like that. Haven't witnessed anything that anyone would go to prison for, but um yeah. (laughs) They're not they're a different level. (laughs) Let's just say that. There's the Okay, this is the thing that not everyone knows. There's the big events that you see on the TV. Then they have an after party. But usually what happens is, there's an after party to which the media is allowed. So that's where you, the public, see the pictures in the newspapers the following day or online. Then the media gets kicked out. Then there's an after after party. And sometimes there's an after 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 party. And sometimes the party just never ends. But um, I used to get to go to the after-after parties. I don't know how I managed to do this, because I was technically media and I should have been kicked out at the same time everyone else was, but I never got kicked out. So I ended up at these really raucous parties that happen after the media's gone, where all kinds of shenanigans kicks off. And yeah, I learned a lot about famous people (laughs) at those events. Um, I saw things that I definitely could have photographed, filmed, got published in newspapers, made a lot of money out of. But I did not do that. I never did that. And what actually tended to happen was that... um, I say tended because I'm kind of somewhat of a hermit now, I don't tend to do this this kind of thing anymore, but um, I used to a lot Um, and what what tended to happen was that I would end up with random famous people asleep on my lap. I don't know what it is, but I have this very calming influence on celebs. I'm like, I don't know, like some kind of foster mom or something. I don't know what the deal is. This was always the case, even when I was way younger than them, you know, back back in the day. This would still happen. I just, uh, they congregate around me and then they calm down. And then they kind of snuggle up like little fluffy kittens. Um, I don't know. It could be the narcissist empath thing, to be honest. They probably sense that I'm an empath and most of them are narcissists, so that does tend to happen. But when they get kind of drunk and wasted and stuff, I I tend to end up being a cushion to these people. But it, it yes, yeah, it's, it's definitely, definitely glamorous. There's a lot of glamour. There's lots of pretty dresses and, um, yummy meals and glamorousness, and also the the lifestyle of the rich and famous is generally pretty impressive. But I grew up knowing lots of people who were very rich, so that doesn't, um, it's never really kind of hit me in the same way as it hits other people so it doesn't really that glamour spell thing doesn't really work on me as well as it probably does on other people The the magically bit of it the bit where it's where somebody has got in a really good event planner and the whole place looks amazing and the atmosphere is just um, just wonderful and the music's great that that works on me and I appreciate that but this sort of shock and awe coolness thing it doesn't have quite the same effect on me as it does on other people because I saw a lot of that kind of stuff growing up so it's just it's it's normal but it but it's enhanced normal it's it's pretty it is wonderful it's glamorous but on the other side of that is the day-to-day reality of being famous and the day-to-day reality of being famous is that you may have really close family and friends who no longer speak to you. You you can lose your whoever your beloved is, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, whatever may not fit the brand that you are trying to sell. And if you have management, if you have an agent, um then that relationship may not be allowed to happen. There, there are so many examples of when this kind of thing has happened. If you, if you kind of slope off and marry someone you care about, regardless, that's going to get annulled. I mean, look at what happened to Britney Spears many years ago. There's, there's tons of people that this stuff happen, happens to they'll want to marry their high high school sweetheart or whatever and that's not the appropriate person because they won't look exactly right on the red carpet they need to marry this random supermodel or whatever um so that's actually you might think well god that's rich people problems (laughs) oh no i have to marry a supermodel Poor me actually the stuff that really makes you happy in life isn't this surface stuff stuff that really makes you happy is things like your relationships. Things like that really matter. So, yeah, it does matter. Um, and behind the scenes, when you've lost track with... You've lost track of the people that you used to really care about... And they're shaming you for your success, and you feel disconnected from them. And then you're trying to make new connections because they have dissed, you know, dissed you. They they're dissing you, they're selling stories about you to the papers, they're, you know, telling your secrets and everything. When that happens, and you reach out to the new people that you're meeting, a lot of whom will be fans, fans. Fan is short for fanatic. Someone who's fanatical about you doesn't actually care about you. They might be addicted to the idea of you, but if you're real to them and you open up to them and they see your flaws, your magic's gone. Even though they might think they can handle the reality of you, if they have objectified you to the point of being a fan, that's not true. And there is a lot of pressure and stress to being famous that necessitates you have people around you who have your back and who know who you really are and who know all of your bad points because fame is an amplifier and so is money. So if you get rich and famous, all of your good points can be amplified, but all of your really annoying points and all of your bad points can be amplified too so if you're a bit of a narcissist you're going to go full diva if you're super famous and rich if you're kind of a little bit aggressive sometimes if you don't get your own way you're going to be the one throwing a hissy fit and you know throwing tables across a restaurant and ending up in the in in the news that that's just how it works because you you need, for, for your sanity, you need at least one person. And sometimes I am that one person for famous people or for rich people. Sometimes, I mean, most of them are famous as well. But I, I've had clients, and I have clients, who are multimillionaires um, and beyond. And they're used to everybody... <laughs> Everybody worshipping them because they've got so much power and so much wealth but I will still call them out on stuff and I care about them as people and they know that about me so they'll let me do that so, sometimes I'm literally the only person who will do that and they, they seek me out for that and say hey can you just tell me the truth <laughs> because everyone's telling me this is a good idea and I'm not getting the results so can you just give me an objective can you just stop like I I don't want to hear everybody telling me how great everything I'm doing is because this clearly isn't working. So can you give me your opinion on it? And I'll look at what they're doing and say, well, yeah, it sucks. You need to change this. You need to change that. This isn't working. That's in somebody else's voice entirely. Like, who wrote your copy for that? Seriously, dude. And I will be honest with them about what it is that they're doing that isn't, isn't hitting and they'll take that from me because they know it's coming from a good place I'm not being mean to them I'm just I care enough about them to treat them like human beings not just this external what they are on the ex- external you know on the outside I'll big them up and everything I'll I'll pay your homage to their image and all that stuff because you kind of have to and it's legit you know if they've put in a lot of work and they're being a super shiny, you know, diamond, I, I'm i not going to lie about that. I'm not going to say, well, you know, ultimately you're nothing. I'm going to say you're a badass. <laughs> this is amazing. Look at what you've done. I'm so proud of you. But I'm also going to be able to say, but you're kind of coming across arrogant here and you might want to change this a little bit here. And can I just do some copywriting for you on this bit? Because this is just way off. This isn't going to hit with your market and I can't help but notice that on social media you've been acting like this towards this person and that's probably not playing very well so you might want to go more in this direction and generally they listen and they apply it and they get better results and that's great you need that in your life so if you are getting TikTok famous at the moment and you need somebody like that in your life and you don't have them then Go to rebecabodes.com and hire me as a coach because I will definitely help you with that. But if if not, you know, there might be somebody in your life that that is a good friend and will hold you accountable for your actions. And you need to be able to give empower them to do that. To say, listen, I don't wanna, I'm gonna change because so this whole whole idea of fame won't change me or money won't change me is bullshit like everyone changes so I'm going to change but I want to evolve I don't want to become just a complete a-hole so can I give you permission to tell me if I'm becoming a total (laughs) a-hole can we chat without falling out because I need somebody to hold me accountable so that I don't get too high on my own supply and if you've got a really good friend they'll do that for you Point three, do you want fame or do you want influence? I've spoken to a number of people on TikTok with over a million followers, and I've asked them how well they are monetizing that position. Very few of them are. They're on these live things where they get gifts that add up to a hill of beans, or maybe they've got a bit of merch, but there's really nothing much going on there in terms of what they actually could be earning. Some of them are open to receiving input. Others of them are just convinced that they know what they're doing, but they clearly don't. So they're just wasting their time um, if they want to make money on, on TikTok because they don't know how to monetize that following. If one of the things that you're looking for in fame is to make money, you need not just fame, but influence. So let let me put it that way. Let me put it this way. If you have a million people following you on TikTok, but all they want is for you to do free videos on TikTok, and the moment that you say anything about Merch, or anything you're promoting or a book or course or anything, they're just completely turned off by that and your likes go down and your follows go down and everything's bad and you lose people, then that following is not going to make you money. All it's going to do is use you and use you up. And what's the benefit to that kind of fame? You've lost your anonymity you'll never get that back again people are making use of your name to make money pretty quick that happens pretty quick but you're not making money well if one of the things that you wanted to become famous for was to make money that's a waste of time aside from anything if you've got one, two, three, four, twelve, twenty million 12 20 million followers on tiktok that's not as great of a reach as you could have. If the people following you are all 13 year olds, say, and they don't have any money and they, they're not going to buy anything. What? I just, what? <laughs> you know, like, how do you, how does that turn into any kind of career? But if you have a smaller following, but a high proportion of famous people are following you, what you get is reach and influence. So for instance, on Twitter, I've only got, I've got, I think, 23,000 followers. It's hardly any followers, but a high proportion of my followers are famous people celebrities tons of celebrities follow me and also weird things like e news like entertainment news who they basically just follow showbiz people and me i guess because they know i know lots of showbiz people i don't know but they they do there's a lot of random um news outlets connected with the showbiz industry that follow hardly anyone who's not famous, but they follow me. Lots of media people follow me. Um, There's quite a few politicians that follow me as well, but mainly showbiz people and people very high up in in business. A lot of them follow me. So although I've only got 25,000 followers, and you might think, well, just get a ton of Twitter followers. And, you know, if I get, say, 50,000 followers, then I'm twice as influential as you. No, you're not. Not if a bunch of them are, are bots, And fake followers, and the rest of them are people who have no influence and no money. So, when you analyze my account, it's 99% real people, there's only 1% bots and fake people who've shown up, and which is pretty good right now because so many bots on Twitter, it's ridiculous. And my reach is 394 million. 713,804 a little bit more than like 20 million seven hundred thirteen thousand eight hundred four. but the reason for that is the people who follow me same thing's true on LinkedIn by the way there's a lot of famous people connected to me on LinkedIn so my network size on LinkedIn is way beyond my follower size. On Google Plus, when that was a thing, I got verified. Not because I had a shed load of followers. I mean, I think I had about 30,000 followers, but because of who I knew and how well I knew them. So a lot of you peeps, particularly the younger people, On TikTok, you're focusing very wide. You're looking at horizontal. How many people can I reach on a really superficial level so I get the hype? I don't give a shit about that metric. What I'm interested in is vertical. How many people who are 100% in my specific niche can I get to know in a really intensely close way? And it doesn't need to be that many. That's influence. Now, obviously, if you could do that to scale, it's it's a good thing, but generally how it usually works, if you think horizontal and vertical, and this is kind of old school talk, verticals, but verticals and niches just very focused groups of people you don't actually want to reach out to everybody you don't want everyone to like your stuff because if everyone likes your stuff most of them are not in your your market they're not open to listening to your message whatever your message is and you'll just get a ton of trolls what you want is to repel the people you don't want pull in the people you do want and then get to know them really really well and the money comes through serving, not getting from serving that specific narrow group of people. So for me on TikTok, the people I really want to speak to, the people I really want to connect with, it's not everyone. It's mainly um, not all always, but I just I get really good results for i mean i get really good results for women as well it's just the particular group people who score higher on narcissism tests tend to be male uh, in this age group so it's generally guys but i get great results for women as well but i'm mainly looking at guys 18 to 22 who are famous already or they're getting towards being famous and That's it. And then also I want to serve, um, girls who are typically around that age, maybe a bit younger. I w- I want to inform them on ways to feel more empowered. Cause I think Gen Z in particular, females, women are, or girls are really struggling with body image and, um, just all kinds of stuff and I want to help them because I just want to help them Um, and also in terms of in terms of my my business plan there's a ton of stuff that I can sell to them as they age up but that's not my primary market my primary market is guys who are getting famous and then don't know how the hell to handle the next stage like what do you do about the legal side of things what do you do about getting management getting agents dealing with the media um, building a brand monetizing building systems building out um, you know marketing funnels creating your own courses or communities or your own kind of you know channels and things like that, so that you can have your own TV station, all that stuff. But I help them with that. That's very specific skill set, and also all the psychological stuff. And I put things in the vault for them. So they can just open up and be honest and real with me, and drop the mask, which is exhausting if you're wearing it the whole time being your best self you know it sucks you need somebody that you can just say oh my god today sucked or I do not know what I'm doing and they're not going to tell anyone so that's that's the purpose that I that I serve Um, and that's how I make my money and that's what I do for business people as well and it's it's a very specific group of people so it's kind of two groups of people. It's it's these um, already famous people, and then I I help um, younger women who, who need more self-esteem. That's not really a group I'm monetizing right now. It's just a bunch of people that I'm helping. And then there's also people who want to become famous, which, I mean, I get it. If you want to be famous, I can help you. Um, but I'm not gonna just throw people to the fame market without educating them on how to avoid the downside of it. So I I help people get famous as well in various different ways on different platforms and I put people in, I connect people with people. I've I've, um, connected people with everything from casting agents to, um, you know, marketers and sponsors and all kinds of things. But if you're just on TikTok, just wiggling around in front of the camera and not thinking about who you're doing that for, you're not going to be able to make money and you might be able to become famous, but it's not going to be anything that lasts very long. So if if you have your 15 minutes of fame, enjoy it by all means, but it will go away if that's your approach, if you have no strategy. point four fame is not love if your primary motivator for becoming famous is that you want to be adored first of all listen to the stone roses (laughs) i want to be adored um secondly sort out your narcissism because i promise you you're gonna need a lot of therapy if you take that approach it, it might be that that's a cool trade-off for you. You might think, well, I'm going to live this unbelievable firework of life, and then I'm going to spend the rest of my life in therapy, um, and I'm cool with that because I can, you know, I can be miserable, but I can be miserable in my mansion. That's fine. I mean, everything's a trade-off. If that's what you want to do, go for it. But generally, I think it makes sense to. Work out what your motivations are before you do stuff, and then set up contingencies for what you do if it all goes awry. If you suddenly end up with a, a drug addiction or you know a sex addiction or an alcohol addiction, or you suddenly kind of end up with the wrong crowd because celebrities and criminals mix pretty freely because of things like drug use. So what happens if you end up, you know in in a difficult situation? Is it really what you want? It might be what you want, and that's great, but it's not love. So, if you're craving love, you sort of need to work that bit out first before this just confuses it. Because the thing that sucks about narcissism, if you're the narcissist, and this isn't a diagnosis, listen to all my other stuff on narcissism, I don't diagnose, I'm not a therapist. I'm talking about the spectrum of narcissism so we're all on it somewhere so if you're high up on that spectrum um, I've linked to podcasts and in one of the podcasts on narcissism I think it's the last one actually the one before this there's a link to a narcissism test which you can take um, but if you're under 18 maybe don't because you haven't finished yet um you haven't finished developing they wouldn't give you a diagnosis if you're younger than 18 probably anyway uh check with your parents i'm not here to advise children on their mental health um but you can take it anyway if you're 18 or over take it and see where you are on it if you like it's not a diagnosis it doesn't tell you you have NPD or whatever but if you have a very high score on a narcissism test then yeah uh it, it you just it gives you a different framework to look at this from that maybe there is a narcissistic drive behind wanting to be famous and if that's true and the primary driver is love and significance you would be a prime uh target for drug dealers and so on because that that is just filling up this narcissistic supply bit and when when you don't find love, when, you, when you've when you worked your way through all the groupies and um, woken up in various different beds and so forth, and it's not satisfying and it's not filling that gap, then that's when people turn to addictions, other addictions to fill that space, that narcissistic supply void. And that's when drugs can be a real problem, and alcohol can be a real problem, and so forth. So um, I would get it, at least get be conscious of it first. The way I think of, of narcissists, there's lots of different ways I think of narcissists, but I feel like the narcissism spectrum, I was thinking about the other day, and it's like a gun. It's like, if you're a narcissist, you're a weapon, essentially. So you have the potential to be very dangerous. And if you've seen anything on narcissistic abuse, or if you've been abused yourself, because a lot of narcissists have been abused by narcissists, so you'll get this, you'll understand this. But um, narcissists can be very dangerous. Um, They can, and so can guns. But there's a difference between a narcissist that is a gun but has no ammo and is not in reach of ammo and has no intention of getting any ammo. They're just a gun. Fully functioning, everything's great, but there's no ammo around. That that's actually not going to harm you, unless, you know, a gun. I guess you could throw it at someone, but it's not going to do you any major harm as long as it doesn't have any ammo in it. There's another kind of narcissist, which is the loaded gun with a faulty with no with a strong um, safety catch. If you've got a strong safety on a loaded gun, you're still in danger if you're around it. But if the person operating it is trained and they would only use it in very exceptional circumstances and, um, you know, there's a strong safety catch and it's always locked, then you're not necessarily in danger that much. Then there's the narcissist that is a loaded weapon with a faulty safety catch and then there is the narcissist that is a high caliber loaded weapon with no safety that would be like a psychopath basically they're lethal you don't want to be anywhere near them they can just go off at any time right so you might be a weapon but not loaded or you might be kind of just just a little mini like pea shooter with no ammo that's fine a lot of people, like most people who have narcissistic traits, are at that end of the spectrum. Very few are at that dark, scary end. But but underneath that is this sort of this sort of emptiness, um, and it it makes sense to become conscious of it before you do something that's going to load that weapon. You want to become conscious of that emptiness before you let that weapon get loaded without your permission by fame, by addictions, by unhealthy stuff. You could not be a weapon. <laughs> you, could, you could just move your way down the spectrum to the degree that you're not a weapon anymore. Um, that would be safer. But I understand that this kind of narcissistic drive, it is positively correlated with success and fame. It is, there's no getting away from that. Um, and it may be that people's desperate need for self-expression because they have this, this gap inside and it doesn't get fully uh, filled without narcissistic supply. It's maybe bringing us some of our best entertainment, some of our most moving songs, some, some of what makes life magical. Um, And if you feel that inside yourself, I'm not saying don't be famous because we might miss out in a big way if you're not. And so might you. I'm just saying if it's not what you were expecting it to be, there's a reason. And the reason is that fame isn't love. And there's, there's ways if you're now thinking, well, actually thinking about it, I don't really want to lose my anonymity. I don't want to lose my friends. I don't want to be wondering the whole time if people are just friends with me because I'm famous. All that stuff—it's not really for me. I mean, it looks exciting and stuff, but actually, what I really want is to make decent money, really be in love with someone, really find love, and um, and just have have kind of a a life where I'm I'm not working super hard all the time. You can do that in a number of ways. You can grab yourself a side hustle. I would not recommend drop shipping right now. I know everyone is all over TikTok going drop shipping, drop shipping, drop shipping. The thing is, we're in the middle of the coronavirus issue at the moment, Um, and the whole basis of drop shipping is people order on Amazon thinking that the products are coming from America or England or whatever. Then you you get the products from alibaba which is in china they come in from china they're cheap they're cheaper than the people are are ordering them for and then you pocket the difference that's how that whole thing works well things aren't coming out of china right now so that whole industry anyone who's relying on that traditional drop shipping model is screwed in five minutes time i would not be going anywhere near drop shipping right now I, I honestly I don't want to order anything online right now if I if I think it's coming from China I'm just new no, not and there are a lot of cert- people doing searches on Google right now about can you catch things if they were can you catch coronavirus if, if something was packaged in China So I wouldn't be in that. What you can do, though, is you can get into affiliate marketing, network marketing. You can build your own courses. You can monetize all kinds of things yourself. You can write books, all kinds of stuff. I help with all of those things. I've helped people to go from being broke to being multimillionaires. One of the people that I helped is now running a billion-dollar company. When he came to me, he, he had no money. Um so I'm not saying that will happen for you by the way if you hire me as a coach I'm just saying things have happened if you go to rebeccabardes.com you can see follow your nose and you'll find um, I mean actually that guy there's an interview that he he's being interviewed by Grant Cardone so you can watch that there's a bunch of celebrities and stuff on my website saying nice things about me so Read those. A lot of the celebrities that I've worked with, I can't name because confidentiality and everything, but there's there's some people on there that you can you can see their testimonials. And you know, maybe I can work with you and that would be awesome. If not, there's a couple of things that I can recommend. I'm gonna leave the links in the details for this, but if you're somebody who is looking for a way to um use their social media to build a residual income now residual income is basically a lazy way of earning money you you make money you make a sale once and you get paid over and over and over again so if the lazy side of being a celebrity appeals you, you have to do a bit of work up front but then you just sit on your butt and money comes in so there's a social network that has not launched yet that's about to launch So if you're on TikTok, you're obviously into new social networks. This one actually pays you for bringing people to it. I have not been promoting this over the last few weeks. I've been busy. I logged into it yesterday and I've got about five new people in there. And every time somebody comes in and they upgrade or they they get the, the pro version of it, I get commission. So I'm just building up commission (laughs) in this thing. Um, I'm not actually taking the money out yet, but eventually I will. And that's awesome. Like I'm just using a social network and telling people about it and getting paid for it, which if you're playing around on TikTok, you could get your TikTok account closed tomorrow and you could have 100,000 people on there. It's taking you ages to set that up and you earn nothing. You lose all of that time that you spent on there that you could have been building something that paid you something and you you get nothing with this new network you're actually getting paid for hanging out on there and bringing people to it so the link for that is bitly bit.ly forward slash web talker so web like internet talker as in i'm talking to you right now so it's all lowercase bit.ly forward slash web talker because you need to get an invite to get in it's like a little exclusive club that's my invite so if you go through that url i'll also put it in the details you can get in if you are 18 or over reason being there is a potential to earn a lot of money using this uh social network and so for that reason they for legal reasons they're kind of not opening it to kids at this point however this is super exciting they said there is a rumor that they are going to open it to people 13 and above once it goes live to the public but they'll have some kind of system set up where it monitors I mean it already monitors who comes in but it will monitor who who you bring in so you could be 13 and you could bring you know 100 of your friends in or whatever or even bring you could bring 20 people in and they can bring a bunch of people in it's it it, it adds up quick i've got over 4000 people in my downline which is basically it's like a, it sounds like an MLM it's not an MLM um, but there's 4000 some of people underneath me about 4300 which is nuts to me honestly <laughs> but you can over time bring tons of people in and it it monitors and logs who you bought in so that when you turn 18 you get paid for all of that now if you're wanting to save money to go to college or to have money to start out or put money down for a house or something that's pretty sweet so I would keep an eye on this even if you are under eighteen, hang on to that link, and when you get to eighteen, use it. Um, and also, just keep an eye on on the progress with it. Um, and if they if they roll that out, if they roll that feature out, I would get in on it because it's you know that's gold for people who want to go to college or whatever. The other thing that the site is good for, you can go on there and you can put your TikToks or whatever the heck you want on there. You're going to be able to upload videos to it. Um, you can already upload documents to it. So, if you've got study groups or whatever, you can upload essays or whatever, and you can share stuff with each other, um, like like uh, Dropbox. And you can upload pictures to it and various things um but you can also filter it there's loads of filters on it so you can be hanging out with your friends and talking about friend stuff and no one else can see that except you and your friends like this your actual news stream is just you and your friends and your parents won't be able to see it and then you can have another news stream for your parents and stuff that they can see and then you can have another news stream that's just professional stuff for potential employers it's going to be set up so that it functions as a, a place that you can find employers as well. If you want to find a job, it's pretty epic. There's a lot of functionality in there, way more than in TikTok, way more. So um, I would definitely take a look at that if you're 18 plus. If you're thinking that TikTok's a lo- you know a bit of fun and everything, but I do actually sort of need to get a job, or I do actually sort of need to set up my own business sometime soon. Um, I would definitely grab that. So that's bit.ly forward slash web talker, web talker. The other thing is if you're looking for a way to build your own courses, a lot of people are really into the idea of being an expert at something. So you could build a course on, say, maybe you're a gamer and you just know, I don't know a hell of a lot about gaming, but you know so much about this one game and you know all these cheats and whatever you could put together a course that shows people how to do what you do to get to the level that you're at and you could charge for that and you could make passive residual income so you could make money on autopilot without having to do anything once you've got that out there just share the link with people so that's really awesome or you might have some other interest, like i don't know um Maybe you make jewelry, or maybe you, um, maybe you're just really awesome at football or something. Actually, that dude who's now running the billion-dollar company, when he first started working with me, the first thing we did was put together training on football. I mean, soccer, if you're in America. So, um, and he, it just went viral. <laughs> so. There's definitely a market for that. If you're great at some kind of sport and you want to help people, you can make an online course for that. Then you put a PayPal button on it and boom. That's money that you could be making right now um, that can pay you through college and it's not under anybody else's control but yours. And you can combine these things too. You can do affiliate marketing and that. You can put together um, systems to sell merch whatever there's tons of stuff so so that system is called power lead system and the link for that is try pls so for power lead system so try try pls.com if you go to that you'll get a free trial of it um There's more sophisticated software that I have, but it's much more expensive. So if you're really, if you're already TikTok famous and you want to set up your own communities, you want to build like the highest level possible courses and track all the conversions and upsell and downsell and tag and all the rest of it. um, I have software that does that too, but it's, it's in a different price bracket. So if you're interested in that, reach out to me, um, I, I use the, the best software there is available to do that. But like I said, it's not cheap. So you kind of want to be TikTok famous or have rich parents at this point to use that stuff, but it is the best and I freaking love it. So reach out to me if that is of interest to you. And, um, yeah, that's what I've got. Um, Let me know. Let me know how things are going for you. Let me know where you're at in your TikTok fame journey, how you feel about TikTok fame. Should people be trying to feel to get TikTok famous? Do you want to be TikTok famous? What would that mean to you? Where do you think that's coming from? Is it coming from a good place? Or do you maybe need to do a bit of work? All of that stuff. I would love to hear from you. Leave me a message um, wherever you find this or leave me a little audio message because I really want your feedback and I appreciate you. And if you find any of this useful, be nice and share it around. You know, I'm giving this information away for free. This is really specialized info. People, not many people have worked with famous people for many, many years. (laughs) Like, This is not easy information to get access to for free and I'm giving it away for free. So if you know people who want to be famous, Famous on TikTok or anywhere else and you think this might help them, please share it with them. Um, If you know people who are TikTok famous and you think they might need a bit of help because I've seen there's a bunch of TikTok famous people who are putting out posts saying it's not what I thought it was. Um, I can help these people. I can help them. I've helped tons of people with this. So please send them in my direction so that I can help them And we don't have people kind of just really spiraling out of control on this fame ride because it is one heck of a roller coaster and you need to make sure you're fully strapped in for the ride or it gets dangerous.